Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Neil Frazier. Neil Frazier is going to speak about the Jonestown Massacre 2023, the spiritual and psychological death of black people. A lot of folks are not going to want to hear that, but it's the absolute truth. Brother Neil, we are here. You are here. Yes, sir. I'm glad yes, to be sir. here with you. And yes, um, we're going to open this up. We're going to have you come on in and drop the knowledge. Okay. I'm in a remote yes, location. There's a little noise out here, so I'm going to mute myself, and I'll be listening to you. And okay. when you want me to drop the photos, just let me do so, and we're going to have a fabulous show, as always. Thank you yes, very sir. much for being here, brother. It's always a pleasure to see your face. And not only that, but what you bring to the table. A lot of people get on social media, and they, they're there just to be seen. They're there just clout chasing. But just like Dr. Aday, you do the research and you do the work, and you bring something of value instead of something to bring us down. I'm going to say this one thing. I did a show when we were speaking about food, and I said with the nutrition that we put in our body or the food that we put in our body or the fake food we put in our body, it either brings you down or it brings you up. People have got to understand what they're consuming and allowing into their subconscious mind either brings them down or brings them up. So your every syllable, your every utterance, everything you share – brings us up higher, and that's why the people love you, because you bring real spiritual nutrition and knowledge into their minds, bodies, and souls. And that's what you are, my brother. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Brother Lance. Uh, uh, Thank you for the kind words, as always. And, you know, brother, this is the highlight of my week, uh, to be able to come and connect with you again, hear your voice, see your face occasionally, (laughs) and uh, share with the family. Thank because, you, brother. Uh, Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. You know, this this is the highlight of my week always. I always make sure that I prepare to come on your show because, as you know, we are at war. Um, no matter what anyone says, we are at war. And in order to make sure that our people are able to sustain ourselves and our children are able to sustain themselves, we must provide them, like you said, with the proper nutritious food in order for us to continue to fight another day. Uh, and not just fight, but to reclaim our natural position on the planet. And, uh, of course, we know we have the power to do that. So, yeah, brother, uh, this topic is very important to our people. Uh, a lot of times, when things happen in our history, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, is we were trying to figure out what what is the reason why we don't talk about the major incidents that happen in our lives, in the culture of black people? And why is it that we uh, are constantly connected with the um, glorification of other people? And uh, it was a pretty good conversation. And that night I, I came home. And, you know, like always, the creatrix always point my mind into something concerning the next week to connect with you and the family. And I was like, wow, oh, the Jonestown Massacre. And so I looked at it and I said, uh, one of the things that we know, you know, is that nature is our greatest teacher. And that 
we have been taught in a linear uh, indoctrinated fashion, but we are circular beings. And so this is why uh, there is always such a big effort to prevent us from looking back into what we know as the past. It's not really the past for us, but um, we need to examine these incidents in our history with a more fine-tooth comb. So that's why um, it's so important that we have our independent institutions like the Academy of Nature, like the Landsker Global Network, because it's it's up to us, okay, to bring forth the real information to our people and uh, to make sure that we know what we are up against. So uh, today's uh, show, as Lance said, uh, Jonestown 2023, the, the spiritual and psychological death of black people. Uh, and uh, many of you know, I often say that we operate on three planes of existence, uh, which is the physical, the psychological, and the spiritual. Um, lately, <laughs> we've been wanting to hang out in the cosmetic, uh, uh, I mean, cosmological uh, realm, co you know, the cosmic realm. I think that provides uh, some comfort for our people. But uh, nonetheless, like anything else, you can't um, turn a blind eye to the other aspects of our existence because, you know, this is our planet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, looked at the physical and Lance, if you would show that, uh, first picture. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, this picture is the, um, picture that was taken, uh, right after the massacre of almost a thousand people which uh, 903 of them were black people. Now, I, I'm showing this picture to show our people that the fact that you can be deceived to the point where you would drink poison um, is enough for us to try to at least look at what the circumstances were that shaped this type of behavior. We're going to talk about that um, a little bit, but uh, I, I want to keep that up for a minute um, because I want to cover uh, about 10 areas or seven to 10 areas that we're going to discuss today. Um, and we're not going to put so much emphasis on religion, but we're going to focus on how religious concepts um, actually tie into our social reality, social economic reality. Uh, first, uh, we're going to talk about blind faith and spiritual deception, or what you call the word of God. <laughs> okay, uh, then we're going to talk about the lessons of people's temple and the dangers of worshiping men, and the creation of the God complex. Uh, we're going to talk about how religion uses social issues to manipulate people's lives. 
the concept of holy versus unholy people and the divide and conquer strategy that not only is used in society, but is also used in religion. The classic cult of personality. Uh, when we begin to deify men and, and place them in a position of a deity and how the ploy of isolating people or cutting you off from reality comes into play. Then we're going to talk about mind control, Jesus, and emotional bondage. Uh, we're going to talk about don't drink the Kool-Aid. It could be fatal. As you can see here, the poison was mixed into the Kool-Aid. And um, as uh, as we talk about this story, we'll, we'll talk about all the deceptions that were built into this. Um, blind allegiance to evil, where we give up complete control of, of our creator giving rights to other people. Uh, blind faith and spiritual deception. We talked about that. <clears throat> We're going to talk about the, the death tape. <clears throat> the death tape, which was the last recording of Jim Jones uh, that they call the death tape. And I uh, made some notes here uh, when the so-called word of God is used to deceive the masses. <clears throat> Coming face to face with pure evil, uh, leading you to slaughter with lies and injecting death into your mind, which is no way out but mass murder of the mind, body and spirit. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm going to do, as always. Um, I'm going to start out with, uh, well, let's talk about this. This incident actually occurred on November the 18th, I believe it was, 1978. And I remember because uh, that morning uh, when, when I went to my uh, humanities class, uh, the, the professor was sitting there with this look on her face. And uh, I want to get the date right, November 18th, 1978. And uh, we were all, because, you know, she's a very engaging lady. Um, and we were all, like, always excited to go to the humanities class. Um, but this day was different. And I remember uh, because she had a. Yeah, I'm good on the sound, Brother Lance. Okay, here we go. So, okay, you um, good? Yeah, I'm good. You can hear me? Okay, yeah, loud and clear. I'm going to mute myself because of the sound here. Okay, so I remember we, we went into the class. She turned on the TV. She greeted us, as always, and she said, uh, uh, do you all know what's going on in the world today? And there are a few people that knew, but, you know, I was tired from basketball practice that night. After I ate, we went to sleep. And, uh, you know, I didn't really listen to no news or watch no news. But uh, so she turned on the TV, and this picture you see right here is what we saw. And I remember it like it was yesterday. 
And uh, we started watching some of it. They were giving some, because, you know, it was still kind of early, you know, the next day after this incident had happened. And uh, everybody was fascinated. We was looking at the pictures and saying, uh, what is that? <laughs> Why are all those black people laying there like that? Are they dead? And uh, she said, yeah. And uh, we said, well, what happened? Was there some kind of virus or some kind of biological weapon? I mean, this is a small caption, of, but the picture was full blown. And uh, we were like, uh, well, how could this happen? And she said one word, and I remember it like I'm speaking it right now. She said, religion. And we was like, religion? Really? Well, black folks kill themselves because of some kind of, um, you know, covenant with some evil spirit. I mean, at that time, we were baffled. Now, remember now, we're 18, 19-year-olds, and we're looking at this. And uh, so finally she said no. She said uh, she cut the TV off, and uh, she started writing like she did on, on the board. She said there is a or there was a uh, preacher named Jim Jones that uh, – a lot of our people put their faith in um, because of, um, you know, what was going on during that time and what was going on with our people during that time and how we were, you know, just so engrossed with religion or what we call the word of God that we did not think about other factors involved in our everyday lives, we were just so ingrained in religion because religion, let's face it, has always been a safe haven for us. And so she started to talk about, because um, uh, like I said, we were baffled. She started talking about the conditions that created um, the atmosphere for something like this to actually happen. And she gave a little brief history of our people, religion, and you know, what we came through and how, you know, this was still a, a major aspect of of our um, existence. But then she said a word I'll never forget. She said deception. And something, a light went off in my head. And I was like, wow, deception. Okay, now you got my full attention. And she said that, it was a cruel act of deception against our people because our people give their faith blindly without ever questioning anything. And I believe that was the first time when I started really taking a critical look at, at religion and how I was raised and how everybody else I knew thought. I started really, like my whole focus shift from basketball to this. You know, I spent more time in the library. I was, you know, just searching everything. I became aware of different scholars at this time that were talking about, you know, black issues. And so my whole, there was a paradigm shift with me. And I remember this incident was like a catalyst for this. And, and I always said one day I was going to talk about this. 
And uh, I became curious. You know, I was like, now, why would black people, 900 black people kill themselves over religion? And so I started looking at Jim Jones from the time he was, you know, what's what's interesting is, um, and, and this happens in, in a lot of cases. Someone starts out with something in their heart or in their mind to make an impact on people's lives. And certainly this seemed like this was what happened to Jim Jones. He was one of the first um, people to speak out against um, segregation in, in all areas of human activity. But as I began to watch him, and as time went on, and he started battling against the forces in society, which him being a white male, you know, it, it, it was like a tension-filled situation with him all the time because obviously he had to fight against people that looked like him, thought like him, act like him, and were raised like him. So uh, he was in an awkward situation. But the other interesting thing, too, is and, and this is what I was talking about um, when I was uh, beginning to research this, is that uh, this speaks to the savior mentality that our people picked up on the plant. Well, I should say picked up, was beaten into them on the plantations. A lot of people don't like this. I don't care. Uh, we don't have any more time to worry about how people feel about anything. So, um a lot of this was beaten into our people in the plantations. And so we we always, like I said, when we first heard the story of Moses, even as, as much as the story of Jesus, our people looked to Moses and this Moses personality as a savior for our people. And uh, so as as we began to look at Jim Jones when he moved from Indiana, actually moved here to, uh, I think it was in Eureka, which is uh, about four miles north of the Bay Area. I mean, four hours um, north of the Bay Area, going north, you know, towards Oregon, up that way, northern California. And uh, so being in a 95% or higher uh, city in Eureka, and having all these black folks in this congregation, it, you know, it just was like oil and water. So um, finally, he moved his congregation to San Francisco. And it was in San Francisco, you know, known as a big, um, you know, progressive or the term they like to use. I don't like these terms, but I'll use it so we'll have an understanding. Uh, liberal town. Because all of, all of these words are just... Uh, manipulative words, emotionally manipulative words. So I don't put any stock in them. It's just so our people can understand and comprehend um, the point I'm trying to make. So San Francisco being a big so-called liberal town, there were people who um, had already moved into the area where, you know, they could uh, accept black folks as, you know, not equal, but at least normal people. And uh, so he began to blossom here. He got into the political realm, 
But one of the things I noticed that happened with him, and and religion does this to, we see this with the um, personalities in the black community called pastors. Uh, they begin to take on this god-like or deity-like uh, persona, and and our people fuel this persona um, with almost like putting them up in, in the same status as the Creator, in a sense, on Earth. And uh, see, so, so at this time, um, and, and the reason why I call this Jonestown 2023 is because. The socioeconomic atmosphere, okay, is ripe for this same situation to happen. Um, we see that black people were in a situation, the elderly mainly, where, and, and not just the elderly, but, you know, there was still a lot of social types of issues that, uh, and hate that our people were dealing with, racism. You know, I don't care what they say. They don't like us to use these terms, but these terms have been proven. Okay, so. But uh, anyway, so I can see where this whole communal concept can actually happen again. Um, financially, our people are in a situation where where we may have to, again, turn to the government totally for our survival because let's face it we don't trade with each other that's like the only safety net we have and uh if they turn a blind eye against our people which which is a topic for another time but i'll mention it that because they have been lying to our people so much and we don't know the true economic situation here in the u.s for our people we still have this idea that, uh, you know, things are going to be okay. Um, and again, you know, I made up my mind because I'm a very positive person. You know, you couldn't survive in the world that, that me and Lance survive in and people in the chat room, the family, without being positive. But the other thing, too, that I learned from the law of polarity when you have an equal and opposite force coming at you that's just as strong as your positivity, then you have to identify that. And then you have to talk and discuss that. And that's one of the areas that I've learned that have been effectively used against our people because we have to constantly have things where, you know, we have what we call hope, inspiration. Yes, we need that. But we must learn the lessons of the past against those who perpetrated this against our people so that we don't make these same mistakes again because they're very costly, as you can see. Um, so he began to, um, because of the situation with our people, many of them, uh, you know, they became like cult members. Let's call it for what it is. They gave all of their belongings to his church and then he began to feel this power that comes to any man who have control over hundreds or thousands of people's lives. Okay, this is a dangerous situation. This is why, to me, religion has always been so dangerous. When you give this kind of power um, to one man. And I remember a scene out of Malcolm X. Uh, 
when one of their brothers, I think it was in Harlem Hospital, he got injured. Oh, no, they had him at the police station in Harlem. And Malcolm X and the FOI came there, and he went in there, and they was acting all, you know, well, nah, we ain't got nobody here there by that name. And Malcolm said, look out that window. That's Brother Jones' bro- uh, brothers. No, he was like, the police was like, who are all those people? He said, those are the brothers of Brother Jones. And then they was like, okay, <laughs> we need to acknowledge this. And so I think it was their captain finally said, no one man should have this kind of power. Um, so this is, this is the state that our people found themselves in socioeconomically. And this is what Jim Jones began to use, okay, to uh, almost like the system does. Well, the same thing to lock our people into a no way out situation. Because once you have given this power over to someone, then, you know, they feel like they own you. Just like when you were owned on a plantation, the same attitude exists. Okay. I own you. I own all your money that comes in. And not only do I own you, then you're also subject to my will. So here we see where the real creator creative spirit was cut. Okay. And this is the dangerous part that exists with our people even today, the way we worship these men and this word of God concept. Cause the real word of God has nothing to do with spoken language. Okay. We'll come back to that at another time, but. The reason why um, this picture, and I want to talk a little bit more about Jim Jones once he got drunk in this power, okay, and because when a man puts himself in the position of the creator, then that is a dangerous situation to be in, not only for that man, but for the people who are following that man, okay, so, and we see this played out a lot when we have, um, these men taking advantage of the women in the church, whether they're married or unmarried. So we see all these things playing out because this is what Jim Jones began to do. Uh, he began to have his own physical will with the women and the men in the church. Okay. He began to use drugs. Okay. And, and all of these things come as a result, again, of a man having control over hundreds or thousands of people being, um, you know, looked at as some form of deity and never having his word questioned. So, um, Brother Lance, you can remove that picture. I just basically yes, wanted to... What, the next one? Yes, sir. Um, gotcha. So how do, how do we get to this point? Um, let's let's go back to the origins of this. Of course, we know the study about the, the black and the white dolls. We, we talked about that with our children and how disastrous that was. But I recently took this picture at a major retail outlet. Now, as you can see, all of the dolls are white. See, and, and this is something our people don't understand for some reason when you worship these um 
I call them unholy days. You call them holidays. But this is the propaganda. Now, I want you to think about something. If they were true to their religious beliefs, they would have a representative of all colors, all people on the planet, particularly the, the one with 90% of the people on the planet. But here again, it's right in your face in 2023. Everywhere you go at these major stores where you got our kids talking about Santa Claus and all this little stupid, uh, evil stuff, they're looking at the same thing. Okay, nothing has changed. This is how, this is how a Jonestown can happen psychologically and spiritually right here. This is how it can happen. So our people need to take their heads out of the sand, come out of this kumbaya mentality, and look at the reality of what's happening with our people and what the roots of this, the psychological roots of this is. Okay, um, so I'm going to give some statistics. Some of them you might have heard before. But, you know, people forget important stuff right away, right after you say it. The garbage seemed to linger on for a long time. But the important stuff, somehow, we sweep under the rug. But I'm going to bring it out again today. Because, um, you know, again, our people somehow have been brainwashed to believe. Actually, we have gone 200 years back. Okay, when you look at real numbers and the reality of these real numbers, this is why they constantly show you celebrities, why they constantly have you out here twerking and doing all these things, why they constantly have our children throwing up this fiat in the air. They're constantly focusing you on what beef our brothers have with each other or our sisters have, like two-year-olds. This is how you're treated. But we're going to see why that exists right now, because I'm going to go through these statistics. So we have a clear picture of not the propaganda, but the real state of black Americans in today's Jonestown Massacre 2023, psychological and spiritual death of black people. Okay, around two in 100,000 white Americans are murdered every year. However, an astonishing 16 out of every 100,000 black Americans are murdered in the U.S. each year. Now, where does this come from? I believe, Lance, you did a video on this, uh, on the um, the culture, the death culture of our young people. Uh, and, and part of it, we have to take responsibility because the home is the first teacher of the child. And if, if that, this is where the nature nurture controversy is so important. If the nurture of their environment has more of an effect on them than their nature, which you're telling them in the home, then that's, that's on you, okay? So when our kids go out during Christmas time, what you think they're going to see? 
They're going to see all these white dogs. They ain't going to see nothing. Now, you might think that that's innocent. Oh, I don't see color. You know, we don't see color. Really? Well, obviously somebody else sees color or else it wouldn't just be that. So you have to stop fooling yourself with all this so crazy stuff you learn from Kumbaya. Everybody sees color. There's a reason why they see color. Okay? So we have to stop killing ourselves, for one, because we know the police is killing us. Uh, GMOs are killing us. The medical clinics are killing us. You name it. Uh, the IMR or the, uh, the uh, birth rate, okay, is killing us. Okay? So all of these things are happening now in the Jonestown Massacre of 2023, your psychological and spiritual deathbed. Um, unemployment among black workers is rising, 6% as compared to the national average of 3.5%. Now, let me tell you something about this, okay? If you look at it, this number is more closer to 20%. Why? It's because the majority of black men are not counted in these statistics because they stopped looking for jobs. I know. I talked to them. So they have to hustle and do other things to replace this income. Okay. So it's not 6%. It's more closer to 20%. Uh, in 2017, oh, yeah, this was talking about the infant mortality rate. The black infant mortality rate was 10.8% per 1,000 live, live births. That's 122% higher than the white IMR, or infant mortality rate, which is only 4.9%, and they're 60% of the population. I, you know, again, I don't know what it is that makes our people think that we have arrived. We have a lot of work to do. Or we're going to lose all of the advantages that we gain from the death, destruction, bloodshed, and rape of our people will all be in vain. In 2020, white households who account for 60% of the U.S. population get this, held 84% or $94 trillion of total household wealth in the U.S. Now, I'm going to read that again because some of y'all may not get the full gist of what that means. This is three years ago. 2020, white households who account for 60% of the U.S. population held 84% or $94 trillion. Let me say that again. $94 trillion of total household wealth in the U.S. Comparatively, black households who account for 13.4% of U.S. population held just 4% or 4.6 trillion of total household wealth. So let me put that in perspective. Out of this 4.6 trillion, you give back 
six trillion is projected next year. So you see what I'm saying? Okay, in 2002, a USDA report showed that black people own less than 1% of rural land in the U.S. And the total value of all of that land together is only $14 billion out of a total land value of more than $1.2 trillion, which whites own 96% of rural land. So even though the physical massacre at Jonestown was a horrific act that, by the way, uh, there is natural karma coming for that. We see the psychological and spiritual death of our people at a much greater rate. But somehow we've been bamboozled to think that it's not. So let's look at how this happened. I mentioned this in a couple of videos before. I just want to go back over this real quick. Uh, in 1862, the government um, passed what they call the Homestead Act. Really, it was a, a land grab where they took all the land from black folks. Uh, they gave white Americans 160 million acres of our land, free land to over 1.6 million whites, okay, 86% of U.S. businesses are owned by white Americans, even though they account for only 60% of the population. This study was done November 22nd, 2022. Now, again, you, <laughs> what people are telling you is a lie, okay? Our people have gone back 150 years. Why? It's because social media has done more to damage us than anything else. Okay. And the only reason it's done that is because, again, those that forget the past are destined to repeat it. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this was a crazy statistic here. I have three more, and then we're going to go into the presentation. There were 500 black hospitals in the U.S. at the height of segregation. Now, when you were segregated, uneducated, you achieved 500 times the... Uh, uh, ability to to have your own institutions that any other time in our history. There were 500 black hospitals in the U.S. at the height of segregation. 18 of them were in Detroit. But sit down on this one. Today, I'm talking about today, Jonestown Massacre 2023, the death, spiritual death, and psychological death of black people. Only one of them exists, Howard University Medical Center. I've been there. So how is it that people are putting celebrities and other people on TV for you to worship when our people had 500 black hospitals? Why aren't the celebrities helping to purchase medical centers for our people? 
But but these are the people you worship and are worried about every day. And I'm not I don't have anything against celebrities. I'm just saying that you don't have time to be worshiping these people and teaching our children to worship them just because they have fiat, because we still own less than one percent of the rural land in this country. So I don't care how much money you make, twenty million or whatever it is, it's not translating in, into anything for black people. I love the NBA. I love the NFL. I love, but the fact of the matter is that fiat that they're giving our brothers, that's that's out there giving up their life, limb, body, sweat, everything every day, doesn't translate into this. I'm sorry. I hate to bust your bubble. You know, like I said, I love those brothers, and it's not really their fault per se, but we can't keep having our kids just to worship that okay sports is great it teaches you great lessons in life but the the problem that we have is and you can see this in the discrimination against all of our great brothers that have played in the NBA and NFL none of them become Alice and the ones that do they put a shackle on them unless of course there are certain ones that they allow or brothers and sisters um, if they're speaking against our people who give their sweat, hard-earned sweat every day to entertain people. Okay, so the point I'm trying to make is when you look at everything and its totality and you lay it on the table, <laughs> it's not what you, these sorcerers have made you believe, okay? And I want to say this statistic one more time, because, again, sometimes our people are not focusing on, you know, certain things. But I want this to get into your head. There were 500 black hospitals in the U.S. at the height of segregation, owned and operated by black physicians and black uh, business people. 18 were in Detroit. But today, Jonestown Massacre 2023. Today, there is only one Howard University Medical Center. Now, let's look at, this was a very important statistic from the U.S. Department of Commerce that was done in 2022. Uh, the economic impact of all of this, what we're talking about, let's get down to the numbers from 2022. The economic impact of black people, uh, in terms of their own um, benefit from it, combined gross receipts, it's only $6.8 billion, okay? For Asians, it's $33.7 billion. This has a lot to do with the fact that our money only circulates 6 to 12 hours, or we only trade with each other for 6 to 12 hours. These people who are trading with each other 15, 16 times, 20 times, you know. That's where these numbers, in case you want to know. So our community is not impacted economically in a positive way because of this. And we can see the results. Uh, Asian, 33.7 billion. Latino, shout out to our Latino brothers and sisters, doing a great job. 22.3 billion, keep trading with each other. 
and astonishing whites, $1.2 trillion. I ain't even got to say no more about that. According to a survey conducted November 9th, 2019 and June 2nd, 2020, and the reason why I get statistics within the last 10 to 5 years is because people always want to talk about, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're talking about what happened 50, 60 years ago and black people are so bad, really? No. I search for the statistics that mainly are within five years, okay, from our major governmental and uh, private research institutions. In other words, the people you believe. That's who these statistics come from. Uh, according to a survey conducted November 9, 2019, and June 2, 2020, the Pew Research Foundation found, uh, Research Foundation found that 78% of Black American adults are religious, with 75% identifying as Christian and 66% as uh, Protestant. Uh, last statistics, May 9th, 2023, one of my favorite uh, research uh, institutes, uh, ran research and commentary. The median black household of $24,000 in savings, home equity, and investments, your real essential value, as compared to whites, on the other hand, have $189,000. So, so you see, I, you know, I sometimes I, I just wish that our people Okay, well, just look at things from a 360-degree angle, okay? Just look at the totality of something, okay? When you do that and you begin to think, everything is right here in your face, okay? Everything is right here in our face. Now, let's go through uh, what we said we were going to discuss with the presentation here today. Um. Blind faith and spiritual deception are the word of God. Uh, and, and when I listen to what they t- uh, talked about, the death tape, I'm going to comment on this. Uh, when the so-called word of God is used to deceive the masses, coming face to face with pure evil, leading you to slaughter with lies, and injecting death into your mind, which is no way out but mass murder. And and as I was looking at some of the people that they were inje- murdering them, okay, because that he had some opposition when he finally, so what he do, uh, did, like a lot of the politicians when they use fear against us, was like, oh, the congressman um, is coming. And, you know, they're going to try, it wasn't enough for us to leave America. They're going to try to destroy the heaven that we've built here in Guyana, not knowing it was a hill. And so once these counterfeit spirits took over Jim Jones, then, you know, it, it was just a matter of time. But once they killed the congressman and some other people, then that was what he used to say, okay, drink the Kool-Aid. 
He was like, don't tell the children they're going to die. Okay, then you could hear those counterfeit spirits speaking. And there were a couple of black sisters that were saying, I don't want to die. Why do we have to do this? I don't believe God wants us to kill ourselves. He was like, I'm God. And this, I'm saying it's time for you, okay, to do this. What's better, you living in hell or dying and going to heaven? And so the ones that resisted, they, they held them down and injected them and murdered them. The same thing with the children. The children didn't have a choice. Okay, so how, how could something like this happen? First of all, when people use what they call the word of God in order to have control over other people, that's a red flag right there. Because because anytime someone can usurp the authority of the creator, creative spirit, and you allow that to happen, then now you are the one that has given your power over to these entities. And this is the mistake that black people in religion make. You can worship whatever you want. But it's a mistake for you to give your rights, okay, to another human being simply because they're quoting what you know as the word of God to you. Okay, this is something that makes no sense at all. And if it's truly an individual choice like you have been taught, which is really a lie, then why do you have to go through another person in order to receive that? Well, so let's look at some of the lessons of uh, the people's temple and the dangers of worshiping men, the creation of the God complex. We see this throughout our society. Um, you Again, as I was mentioning earlier, it's not just in religion, okay? It's in our society as well. It, and it's, in, it's our, in our economic society as well. People who, you know, have a lot of money in this country, mainly white males, we look to that as the standard for, we don't even look to our purpose and assignment in life anymore. That becomes the golden rule for our existence in America. So every time, well, not just America, uh, in the motherland too. Every time you look at the sorcerers who have taken all your land and money and then begin to worship them and give your money back to them, that's your fault. There's no more blaming people for this. Everything is on the table now. It's all about choices. Okay. Why do we elevate men to a deity status? Why is the savior concept so appealing to black people? And, and I, I went back to, actually, it's, it originates from, because again, blacks were not allowed to read. Um, and, they only got their uh, religious teachings from a designated preacher. Okay, so they would designate a slave basically to regurgitate the, the scriptures that they picked out that would brainwash our people and basically set them up in a God complex position. This is where this originated from. 
And then as we pass this down in our genetic memory bank, and as I was saying, when we learned about the figure of Moses and Jesus, and then this is when we started looking to the Savior concept for everything. And because it was uh, the black preachers, then, you know, again, this was passed down to our people. The difference, though, is the black churches back then, they used the facilities to organize, to talk about black issues. It wasn't just all about fiat money. It wasn't all just all about that. You know, they dealt with social issues and all of those things until this was usurped. So once we begin to elevate men as deities or what you call pastors, then we begin. And again, I'm not talking about all pastors. Okay. I'm just saying in general, this title. All right. So I want to mention something here too that our people are unaware of. In the Medunetcher, the letters K-R-S-T. Okay. Is where they copied and plagiarized the concept of Christ from, which is a title. It's not a personality that you call Jesus. It's a title. Okay. Um, Some people like to say it it, it means the anointed. Okay. Uh, What it means is it means that you are the essence of the Christ consciousness. And the Christ consciousness had nothing to do with Christianity or Christmas, by the way. Okay. That the Christ is a plagiarized uh, European terminology from the Medunetcher, K-R-S-T. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. So um, this is where this whole concept was given to the world. You originated this. So now. You've been given a personality that you've been told their birth date is on the 25th, which has nothing to, t- that's a whole different video in itself. Okay. That has more to do with the sun than anything else, but I won't go into that. We'll stay focused on what we're talking about today. Um, but it's interesting that, um, it got to a point where when he had total control over people, what he did was, and this is the classic cult move here. He started um, depraving people of their started depraving the people of their sleep. So they would work all day like you know our people used to do in the plantations, maybe 16 hours a day. Then they would have to sit up and listen to him talk, okay, which he would be in the house all day resting and taking drugs, and then he would make these tapes that he would play all night, and it was called White Night. It was full of fear, intimidation, you know, and these are the psychological ploys that are used against our people. And so all all the way back from the days of the Ku Klux Klan, these same modern-day tactics are used against our people. But this is when he began to verbally, okay, verbally um, destroy our people psychologically. And so the spiritual aspect of what our people began with was usurped by these counterfeit spirits 
so that you would be in the similar state that you're in today. Okay. And, and, and they did this, you know, because they knew in the souls of black folks that at our core was our spirituality, which was connected to nature and all the elements. Now, let's talk about how religion uses issues to manipulate people. Holy versus unholy, these words that we've been taught. Uh, but basically, this is divide and conquer. Because when someone says to you, uh, he has the whole or she has the Holy Spirit, but they don't, they immediately replace, put themselves in a position elevated spiritually over you, which we know that all creatures are created equal. We know this. So again, when somebody tell you they're holy and you're unholy for whatever reason, do not accept that, reject that. Because the, the spirit of the creator creatrix, okay, is the one that lives inside of you. Okay. So you can, you can let all these different, uh, counterfeit spirits tell you all this crazy stuff that you call the word of God. Okay. Because the real word of God lives inside of you. It's a flaming fire. Okay. And it's based on the laws of mayat, which is truth, justice, and righteousness. It's not based on any narratives at all. Now, there are great lessons in the Bible. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's great metaphors. But now, it's time for our people to realize uh, what you're dealing with here. Okay? Because the statistics that I read to you today, if we were living in a nation that really worshipped the real creator creatrix, this could never exist. This could never exist. Because what you know as love doesn't exist in this country. It's only greed. So, so you know, we have to stop these people that are standing in these pulpits lying to our people. That this has to stop, man. If the Bible was used for, you know, let's say hypothetically, for the purpose for which it was written, we would see a, re a complete reversal of what we see in our society today. Can't you see that? So how does religion use social issues to manipulate people? I already said uh, holy and unholy. And they divide and conquer. They divide you by all. We talked about the strategy of the Willie Lynch theology, which is like a religion. They divide and they conquer you. And that's how um, this type of behavior is allowed to exist. But let, let's mention some of the, um, the seeds of this, how these social issues, uh, some of the seeds of this is racism, poverty, hate, division, discrimination in housing and every other way, economic discrimination, employment, incarceration, elder abuse, child trafficking, okay, 
The list goes on and on. Uh, let's look at the cult of personality and the ploy of isolating people and cutting them off from reality. I, during the time that I was uh, looking at this and studying this, I ran across this group called Heaven's Gate. And, uh, you know, it's no coincidence that they start out using, again, what you call the Word of God, where they had this guy named Applewhite, I think that was his name, said that uh, there were thousands of UFOs coming back to get uh, the people on Earth. And he based this on what they call the rapture. And uh, he said there was one particular spaceship that was coming on the tail of this comet that comes to Earth every, I forgot, maybe 80 years or whatever, that the spaceship was coming on the tail of this comet. And the only way they can um, connect with this is they had to die in order to get on this yes, um, this UFO that was coming to get them and take them back to wherever they were going, I presumably heaven. But the interesting thing about that is how he began to use Jesus. I think he quoted some scriptures about Jesus and other things that basically puts people into a emotional trauma, straitjacket. Because once this terminology is used, then you give away all your ability to think and use the brain, by the way, that was given to you by the creative creature spirit. Um, so when someone provides all of your essential daily needs, you know, and you put all of your eggs in one basket, like our people tend to do, then we find ourselves, you know, subject to the type of statistics I gave you earlier. Um, also, this thing about, you know, healing people and false powers, which is the ultimate deception. Um, you can heal yourself. <laughs> okay, you don't need someone praying. I don't let anybody pray for me. And in fact, I don't let anyone do that. That is against the laws of nature. Because again, whenever you replace someone with the real creative, creative spirit, then now you have disconnected from source energy. But this is, was a form of mind control, okay, and emotional bondage, which they use the fear of hell to do this, or eternal damnation, or you burning up. That is not the original concept of our people. In fact, the original concept of our people was fire was what created the planet and the universe. And that, that fire that we are connected to what they call the altar, the fiery altar of the universe. This is what our people believe, that this fire inside of us, this living fire, that our ancestors used to refer to until, um, until you allowed it to be corrupted into uh, uh, the fire of the spirit. Uh, our people always talk about living fire. This is where this concept comes from. So 
when you replace the concept and the image of what you know as God, and it starts with those dolls I showed you earlier, okay? This is where um, the adoration and the worship of a cult figure and the uh, also things like the emergence of sexual deviance starts to take root. But certainly, when you have young, impressionable minds and they go out to these stores Christmas shopping when you take them out and they see all these white dolls, you might think there's nothing going on in their subconscious. If you only knew, when we have studies to prove this, don't drink the Kool-Aid. It could be fatal, like the Kool-Aid that your ancestors drunk. Okay. The Kool-Aid in this case is propaganda, where people are telling you how much God loves you and how much they love you when the statistics show something totally opposite. Because, again, you cannot have real worry for another human being and allow these type of circumstances to exist. That is crazy for you to even accept that. Um, how far will you go to please your chosen savior? Whether it's being politically correct or living by religious codes, which our people do, you know, where you're giving blind allegiance to, you know, people without demanding something in return, or what they call quid pro quo. If you don't want to do it, teach our children to demand something for something. And last thing is blind allegiance to evil. You know, the complete, complete control, jump off a bridge, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. You know, Jesus is telling you to do that. And so that's enough for our people. But you see, the thing, the thing about the Jonestown massacre, more than anything else, when you look at this, and, and I was listening to the anguish in this black lady's voice that's saying, no, we don't want to die. She finally realized that they had been bamboozled. And the look in her face and the sound of her voice was like, what? The children don't deserve to die. Our children are experiencing the Jonestown massacre right now. Okay, they are experiencing it right now. They are drinking the Kool-Aid. Guess who's providing the Kool-Aid? You are. Okay, you're providing the Kool-Aid that they're drinking. That's full of poison, both spiritually and psychologically. And our children, as well as we are, living in a death culture. Okay, this is our death consciousness. And for you to think and see anything otherwise is what is going to destroy our people. Now, like I said, I am an eternal optimist. Okay. But we cannot be optimistic about these type of statistics that we're living with now. Okay. When, you know, when people fight to turn their lives around, the first thing they have to do is look at the reality of what it is. So, 
you know, in closing, I just want to say to our people today is that we have to learn the lessons of history. I believe the Jonestown massacre was one of the greatest lessons for our people that we just totally ignored. Okay, we acted as if this, you see all these black people laying on the ground as a result of drinking poison that they were told was Kool-Aid. And this is what's happening to you. You're being given champagne as if we have arrived and celebrating something and it's full of poison in it. So I think I'll end right there, Brother Lance. It'll be a kind of short one today. But, uh, you know, certainly uh, uh, this is something that we, we have to always keep in our consciousness, the fact that um, we are being lied to every day. Not only are we being lied to, we're not being told about the real um, reality of what's happening financially in this country. Uh, the other day, uh, another major mall here closed. So, you know, you have all of these major retail outlets clo closing. You have all of the banks closing. And again, you know, our people don't pay attention to stuff like this. But the ones We are the ones that are affected the most by this. So we, we have to keep our minds in the right place now. And we have to focus on what's important for us as a people. Because, and I'll end on this. I don't care what anybody tells you, okay? You as the original primordial seed and waters of the planet will always be attacked, will always be looked at in a certain way, will always be held back, and will always be the last one that's given anything to help you rise. With that, Brother Lance, I'll close. So, uh, yeah, but... Uh, <clears throat> You know, I, I, uh, the other thing that I learned from this, uh, Jim Jones situation was that, uh, a lot of times when, when we look at people who are, you know, in a certain position, we, we tend to forget that in many cases they're dealing with a lot of the same issues we're dealing with. So if you see them, like, you know, outside of the venue that you're used to seeing them in, you don't see the other three-fourths of their existence and what's affecting them. So when you start doing, saying things like calling people father and all of this and uh, giving control over your way of interpreting the world to another person, then this is where the danger comes in at. Um, our, our people must learn to stop uh, the idol worship of other um, people, men and women. So uh, again, Brother Lance, I don't know if you uh, are busy, if you're around or, <clears throat> but uh, 
I'm going to, I'm going to end with that. Uh, I'm going to end with that. And, uh, so I guess Brother Lance is enjoying his day out in Accra. It's, uh, it's good. So, so, uh, the other thing too is about, um, not just the, the spiritual aspect of the Jonestown massacre that was so horrific. You know, it's the fact that how, what, what, uh, forces exist in our society to put our people in, in a position like this. You know, why, why are we in a position where something like this could happen to us and, and mass? And so I, um, I often think about what would be, uh, there you go. You there, brother? I often think about um, what are some of the other areas um, that we are affected by that we, I don't want to say are not aware of, but we don't shine uh, any light on these areas. Um, much of that has to do with a, a form of complacency um, based on, you know, the deception and manipulation of, of the actual things that are going on in society um, to make it seem other than what it actually is. And that has a lot to do with uh, why uh, these conditions exist and why they continue to fester. Because like I said, contrary to what people are saying to our people and these narratives and the propaganda they're putting out, we're going backwards. Okay, we're going backwards instead of forwards. All right. And that it doesn't matter how much fiat you have, that doesn't define, as you can see from the numbers, um, our actual uh, position here in the United States. Okay, our, the, the real picture of, of our psych, social economic status in America is much bleaker than we have ever imagined. And uh, again, we have the power to turn this around. You know, we just have to change some of the things uh, uh, that we do, some of our behavior, some of the ways in which we go about um, these behaviors, and certainly um, do a better job with communicating with each other in terms of how we want to trade, what we want to trade with each other. Um, you know, now that we're in the gig economy, there are all types of little companies popping up every day here. Um, but again, you know, they're not represented by our people. And that's simply because of our lack of ability to communicate and organize. It doesn't matter who the head nigger in charge is, okay? Everybody brings something to the table where we all can benefit from it, and then we can uh, go on from there. So I want to check to see if Brother Lance is back in the building yet. I don't know. Maybe yes, I'm back, uh, brother. I just got a little, oh, okay, got a little okay. background noise behind me. That's why I'm keeping myself muted. Yeah, so I'm going to end, Brother Lance. Okay, my brother. Yeah, and uh, you know, so 
I really appreciate you being here. And again, once again, because of the noise behind me, I'm not going to say talking too long, but I really appreciate you, man. I've been listening in and out, and I'm going to go home and listen to the whole thing. And like I said, you drop it good all the time, man. So let's hurry up and make this week go through so we can hear you again next <laughs> Monday night. Well, thank you, Brother Lance. Always, man, like, uh, you know, the energy goes both ways, man. When I connect with you, I, I'm re-energized and with the uh, the family in the chat room. And uh, you guys, uh, let's just keep fighting, man. Let's let's stay focused on what our assignment is. Uh, uh, we, You know, having a person like Lance is uh, such a, a major um, positive thing in all of our lives. And uh, let's continue to... Uh, you know, just try to focus on things that's going to make us and our children better. So take care, brother. Peace and love. Thank you so much, brother. I really, really appreciate you. Okay? Talk to you yes, soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. All right.
Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our name, our language, our culture, our God, and our religion? Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So, my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly that before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took juice, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So, my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east, by the Nile River, we were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality, we wore silk and robes, it was a gold, we were the wealthiest and the wisest people I'm told, now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door So my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven, black man hell When the white man came to America He told the Indian, I am your white brother He said, red man I'll treat you the best. 